On September 10, 2001, the body of 15-year-old Jesse Marie Twilight Song Crooks was found five miles from her home in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Her death ruled a homicide. To this day, her case remains unsolved. This is a story of Twilight Song Crooks. Hey guys, this is Ash. This is Shiashi. This is Maggie. And you're listening to We Are Resilient. All right. So I'm going to just go ahead and hop into today's case. Um, It's pretty much like the other ones that we've been doing. There's really not a lot of information, but um, I pulled from as many sources as I could to piece together the story for you guys today. Today, we're going to talk about Jesse Marie Twilight Song Crooks. That's a beautiful name. It's a pretty name. Twilight was born on October 22nd, 1985 in New Mexico, and she was described by those who knew her as a precocious teenage girl, very athletic, who loves swimming and playing soccer. Um, she liked to spend her days hanging out with friends and uh, where she was a straight-A student in school and had dreams of attending Harvard University. So this girl was was going to do some things with her life. Yeah, mm-hmm. she sounds very driven. Very, very driven. Now, national media attention around her case is lacking, but that's kind of been the the story with a lot of the cases that we tell. But there's very little information out there, like I said. Um, and some have speculated, of course, that this could be because Twilight is native. I couldn't find an exact tribal affiliation with her, but she is uh, part Arapaho. Her maternal family is from New Mexico, but she, at the start of this story where I'm about to tell you today, she was living with her father, her stepmother, and her brother in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Her father's name is Bobby Crooks, and he had told the Bowling Green News in 2011 that, quote, the world was open to her. So right off, before we dive into what happened to her, we just get a sense that Twilight was just a very driven, very outgoing, well-loved girl who had plans for the future. Uh, and like all the cases that we cover, her plans were obviously cut short. Um, so late in the evening of August 28, 2001, a 15-year-old Twilight received a phone call from a payphone at her home. Not long afterward, at around 11 o'clock, she left her house barefoot. Now, walking barefoot wasn't necessarily out of character for Twilight. I mean, she's native. Most of us like to be barefoot anyways. But those who knew her said it was indicative that she only intended to be gone for a short while. On the evening she left, she left no note, nor did she tell anyone where she was going or who she was meeting, as far as investigators know. So she just got a phone call at 11 o'clock at night, popped out of the house real quick because she with the expectation that she would return because she lived barefoot. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. So it is believed that she may have known whoever it was that called her, but it would be the last time she would be seen or known to be alive. Now, when she left, again, she didn't tell anybody. She didn't leave a note. So it was around 6 a.m. the next morning that her dad, Bobby, and his wife, Linda, Twilight's stepmother, saw that she was missing and immediately reported her missing. And for nearly two weeks, people searched for her until one day a man was out walking his dog, found her body five miles from her home near a dried up pond in a wooded area. Oh, my goodness. She was just two months shy of her 16th birthday. Did they 
so they reported her missing. Did they do, or I would expect that they did like search parties or they searched for her? Or did they have an idea of like where she could have gone? No, there was nothing that I read that indicated there was like a, maybe like a special place she goes to or a hangout. Um, all I know is that it, two weeks people searched for her. So it was really unnerving to know that she was only five miles away from her home. I'm, I'm not sure what that means. Was she there when they were originally searching? I don't know. However, what I do know was the discovery of her body would be overshadowed by the tragic events of the following day because she was found on September 10th, 2001. Oh, and then September 11th was the next day. So then, yeah, so then people just forgot about it. Um, from what I read, it's just, as you guys have guessed, um, the, discover, the discovery of her body made the news, but everyone's attention was held by the events of 9-11. Yeah. And 9-11 was one of those events that when you heard about it, you knew where you were that day. You remember. Because I can think back to 9-11 and I can remember exactly where I was when I heard the news of everything that happened that day. But that's that's sad that, I mean, it was a very tragic time in our, you know, the history of America. But I hate that her case was overshadowed so much and just kind of put to the wayside. Well, you know that her family felt the same exact way. It's like when they heard that news, they knew, I mean, you know, that's probably a memory that's ingrained in their minds too of the day they found out their daughter was found in the woods dead, you know? And if you think about it, we always talk about even even today with no major headlining news, nothing nothing going on, it's still hard for our sisters to get any kind of media attention, but to compete with one of the, you know, one of the biggest tragedies to happen in our country for news coverage would have been almost impossible considering the struggles that we have today with just getting on the news for MMIW. It's it's a really tough situation because you can't fault people for being wrapped up in 9-11 because it was scary. It was scary. It's scary times, you know. Definitely, but yeah. I can imagine this family who are dealing with the shock of 9-11 like the rest of us, but also dealing with the loss of their 15-year-old daughter and not knowing what happened to her. That would be really so, hard to go through. Now, in the years since her murder, few details have been released to the public. A lot of the details are still secret, including how she died, only that her death has been classified as a homicide. And I guess... I can see that because in other cases, we know that they don't release the information because there's still an ongoing investigation and they don't want to like hinder, hinder their efforts. So I can kind yeah. of see why they keep it, you know, not not public. Like information only the killer would know. But they could share, they could at least share stuff that brings attention to it. You know, you don't have to be completely hush hush without not telling all the information. I guess, how would you determine what you could and couldn't share. How uh, How is that determined? I guess it would depend on the case, you know? I mean, it'd probably be a case-by-case -case basis. Well, that would make sense. Or, or it, I'm sure it changes depending on the situation and what's happened. Her case is unsolved, I guess. Yes. So police so far have released only that the phone call the night of her disappearance originated from a payphone at a store near her home. And they also revealed that Twilight had been known in the past on multiple occasions to sneak out of her parents' house without permission, which even in that, that's that's not outside the realm of what a 15-year-old may do. She's not, She wasn't the only 15-year-old out there sneaking out of her parents' house. So that's not, I wouldn't say that's something that's 
it's not uncommon and it's irrelevant you know it could be relevant that maybe she was sneaking to the same place but you know who cares it's a teenager they're gonna do what they want to do but it doesn't make her story less important you know right now they did say she was found wearing a blue edmondson county high school baseball jersey that none of her family or friends ever recalled seeing and the jersey had the number 10 on the back Um, investigators revealed that the original owner of the jersey had dropped it off into a goodwill donation bin a considerable time before twilight ever came into possession of it and that person was not connected to the case so she was found in a jersey that they don't know who it belonged to because it wasn't hers how would they track that back though i mean like with certainty i have no idea and so where were, and she just had this, a different shirt on, like. Yeah, they said that she believes that she may have came into possession of the jersey and wore it out the night she left the house. But if none of her fam- family or friends recall her having this Edmondson County High School baseball jersey, you know, where did she get it from and why did she wear it on that particular occasion? Do they have any ideas of like where she could have been? Um, No. There's nothing, no leads, um, no witnesses, nothing? All, no, all they said is that her killer slash killers did attempt to conceal her body by covering with covering it with leaves and other vegetation that has been pulled up out of the ground. Um, they are hoping that te- technological breakthroughs with DNA will help solve her case, but they're still asking the public for help. You know, they've had anonymous callers over the years provide information they said many didn't want to be involved officially with the case by providing their names or how they obtained the information so they were dealing with like a lot of rumors and things like that and trying to kind of piece together all these tips they're getting and so they were looking for tips or answers as to who who called twilight from that store who may have gone to that store that day Um, I guess they were looking at events leading up to her death and statements made by people after her death. I mean, I'd imagine there's a lot to sort through and a lot lot to piece together uh, when things like this happen. Yeah. And especially with there's just not a lot of information. There's just no nothing. Um, What I did find was that in 2021, now mind you, this was her death happened in 2001, so this was 20 years later. Authorities obtained a search warrant for a property based on information and a tip they received after local media reported on the case. And they were doing luminol testing. And if you're not familiar with that, luminol testing is allows for traces of blood to be found even years after a crime. I didn't know what luminol testing was, um, so that's kind of cool. They can still do that even years later. Yeah, I didn't know about that either. Um, but that was in 2021, and I have not read any follow-ups as to what the results of that testing was. I imagine nothing came of it if we haven't heard of, like, that there's no updated reports of an arrest or a person of interest or anything like that. And it did say that labs across the country were backlogged. So I imagine, I don't know, I guess there's a lot of crime out there and not a lot of resources or facilities Funding. that are able to, to yeah, yeah, to do Funding. kind of testing. All I know for now, there is a stone that remains at the location where her body was found. It reads, quote, if tears could build a stairway and memories were a lane, I would walk right up to heaven and bring you home again. Aw. I just feel um, like 20, 2001, right? So that's 22 years yeah. ago that this happened. 
And 22 mm-hmm. years is a long time to not know what happened. Yeah. Now, from what I read, um, her family, it says that her family has been really hesitant to really kind of keep going out there and talking about her case because, like you said, it's been 22 years and it's almost like they like getting your hopes up. It's been 22 years and they don't want to have to keep rehashing this really, really traumatic event that's happened in their lives. And, um, you know, I can I can imagine having to, you know, wanting to rehash it and wanting her case solved, but then losing hope because it's been so long. Yeah. And my heart breaks for that family because that is a long time to go with no answers. I mean, and we can't, we can't understand and we can't, all we can do is just support and, you know, be sympathize for the family. But, you know, our local case that was just solved here, how long, how old was that case? Marie's case? Was it been 10 years? 10 years. And 10 years is a long time as well, but her case was finally solved. Well, I I was going to bring up Marie's case because the call to action at the, uh, from what I've read is that the police believe somebody knows something. I read that it said it's not uncommon for people to unknowingly hold the secret and never talk about it because they falsely assume that others already know more about it or they're scared to come forward. And I had wrote, because Ashu right on the same page with me, I wrote, I'm saying this because when I read these kind of comments, I always think about Marie, because it, it's one of those things where they believe somebody in the community knows. They know more than they're letting on, or they may unintentionally hold information, not realizing how important it is. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is a lot of times it feels like people know stuff, but they think it's like irrelevant. And even if that's the case, I, I would j- just report it because any little bit of information can really help. Like, we don't know what led to the events that, that finally got an arrest in Marie's case. But even the little bit, the, the tiniest bit of information could have helped to put, lead that forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because in a lot of these cases that we talk about, we always say somebody knows something and they're just afraid to come forward. Well, and, and it... And what makes me think this is probably the case in Twilight's case is because, well, she got a call and her friends knew her enough to know that if she left barefoot, she was intending on coming back. She wasn't going to be gone for long. So somebody that she knew called her. Why else would she just leave the house? Yeah. Had it been someone she she knew, someone she trusted to go out and meet them at 11 o'clock at night. And people talk and teenagers talk like I, I just, I believe it to my core that somebody in that community knows something. And, you know, at this point, it's been, what'd you say, 22 years? 22 years is long enough. It's time to come forward, even if you don't think it's relevant. You need to share it with authorities and give this family some closure. And whoever did this to Twilight is still out there living their lives. And I can understand, you know, the fear of coming forward if you know something, but at this point, it's been 22 years. It's time to come forward. Absolutely. You know, it's been 10 years for Marie, and you know, just from the little bit we've we've heard from the families, you know, their relief that there's been an arrest made. It, you know, well, it's like the final final piece of like grieving. You know, is to know what happened. Yeah. You know, after so long, it's like I don't know. You want to know, but then you don't want to know because it's been so long. And because 10 years is a, is a long time.
time, but 22 years is even longer. And I just, my heart hurts for that family. Well, I hope that even though they're not releasing all the information, that they're close to getting someone, that they're close to getting justice yeah. for her. Or they at least have someone in mind. I did read that one of Twilight's childhood friends had told the Bowling Green Daily News um, what she remembers most about Twilight was her smile. She said, quote, I think about her all the time. I dream about her a lot. We've known each other since we were in elementary school together. We used to eat lunch together. I just remember her smile. She had the biggest smile. You know, I just, I don't understand people like a 15-year-old girl and just for a, a, a young life to be, you know, snuffed out that fast. She clearly had a lot of people that loved her. She had a lot going for her. It's just really sad. Yeah, she had dreams of going to Harvard. You know, like you said, she was athletic, played sports. It's just not fair that something like this happens to someone, especially someone so young. And her dad did do, give an interview with a local news station back in 2019, I believe. And he just said, who would have done it? Um, why would they have done it? He, and he said, there are no answers. We don't have any answers. And that's what they're living. That's what the family's living with. So I guess I just, you know, if you're listening and you, I implore you, if you know something, say something. 22 years is long enough for this family to go on without answers. Absolutely. Anyone with information on the murder of Twilight Song Crooks is encouraged to call the Warren County Sheriff's Office at 1-270-842-1633. Thank you for listening to We Are Resilient. For links to information found for this episode, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at We Are Resilient Podcast. Send us an email at weareresilientpod at gmail.com or visit us at www.war-podcast.com. Dot com.